Gray, a John Maxwell Certified Leadership Coach. Welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership, where we discuss everything pertaining to life, love, and leadership. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership. I'm Tom Ray, and joining me, my co-host, is Ken Shelton. Ken? Hello, everyone. We're so glad you've decided to tune in and watch our podcast today. We always begin our show with an attitude of gratitude. We talk about things that we're really thankful for and that mean a lot to us. And so once again, we'll kick it off. I'm going to give it to Tom and Tom's going to tell us a little bit about what he's grateful for today. Yes. Um, I, for me, I'm thankful for the sunshine. Um, we in Michigan, it, it, it's it's rare that we get to experience <laughs> the sunshine, especially in the season that we're in. Um, and, uh, and, and so I'm, I'm thankful how it makes things look, uh, even as the sun sets or sun rises. Um, I love those uh, epic moments. Um, my wife and I went to Jamaica just uh, a couple of months ago, and we got to take these epic pictures at sunset water awesome of those those are great yeah very awesome so that's what i'm thankful for what about you monday i'm thankful for mondays uh in my world the weekends are busy if they're not busy with traveling and singing they're busy with grandchildren and uh two things i enjoy a great deal and so mondays i just crash it's been that way for as long as i can remember back when i was in church work on a regular basis you know, for a while, I was pastoring two churches. I would I had two Sunday morning services in Brighton, and then I'd hop in the car and run 50 miles down to Detroit and uh, preach in the afternoon in the Cass Corridor, and then leave there and go preach somewhere Sunday evening. So on Monday, I just completely and utterly collapsed and laid on the couch and was good for nothing for the whole day. So, uh, my wife teaches school during the school year. She's an eighth grade social studies teacher. She hates Mondays, but I like Mondays. And so I can just sort of have the, the house to myself and relax. And I've considered a great gift. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. At the church I was at for 20 years, uh, Mondays was a 14-hour day. I remember well, man. That was a crazy schedule. Yeah, so going from the hard rush of Sunday and, and four services I played for on a Sunday, I go to Monday and it's 14 hours. <laughs> And uh, where every other pastor across the world is is taking a break on Monday. Uh, I remember it. Yeah, <laughs> I usually uh, showed up on Monday evenings to teach a class and in, uh, in the school of ministry, and uh, I'd see Tom there. He'd been there all day doing a variety of tasks, not all related to his line of work, but whatever the bishop wanted him to do. And then I uh, would say, "How you doing?" And he'd sit there and he'd sigh and he'd say. I'm exhausted. <laughs> we had to go teach for three hours. <laughs> sure enough. So Monday leads us kind of where we're headed in our uh, thoughts about leadership and thoughts about business and thoughts about life. You know, uh, it's always a fresh start, isn't it? The thing about Mondays is uh, you get a chance to sort of push away whatever happened the previous week. And uh, 
I know it's an old adage. I mean, we, we've talked about it a lot, that there's always a new beginning, that God, for instance, we talk about God as a God of second chances. Uh, every day is a fresh start, all sorts of bumper stickers, you know. <laughs> Today is the first day of the rest of your life. If I ever see that one one more time, I'm ripping that bumper off. But it's true. And uh, I've once heard somebody say, it's all right to be cliche as long as the cliche is true. And so uh, at the risk of being cliche, I will just say that um, leaders, pastors, parents, anybody in any line of work needs a Monday. We have to regroup. We have to rethink. We have to, and in fact, this has really been on my mind a lot lately. We have to be willing to reinvent ourselves. And that's what Thanksgiving is for. Thanksgiving is a chance for us to sit down and take inventory and reinvent our understanding of who we are in the world. Or perhaps maybe not reinvent, maybe a better word is to um, understand again or to get hold of it again. So let's talk about Thanksgiving, Dr. Dom. Sure thing. Um, I, I, that's one of my passions, as you know, and our listeners all know that uh, we start off every show with an attitude of gratitude. And so it's important that we always live in a season of Thanksgiving and not just because Thanksgiving Day is approaching in November, but uh, but because it's important to have a a attitude of gratitude, a heart that is focused on always Thanksgiving, uh, because we can get caught up in complaining and grumbling because we don't have this or have that, but to be thankful for what we do have. And I tell you, I, I hope that people don't have to go uh, to a third world country uh, like I had the, the privilege to do back in 2016. It, you, you get to see a part of the world that doesn't have anything and and yet they have so much uh, they have so much of the things that we miss and lack here in um in america uh, we're so caught up in materialism i was just talking to this uh, friend of mine just the other day about this lady we both knew and and uh she was having a nervous breakdown because her bank account fell under ten thousand dollars now that was her, you know, her reserves for in case she lost her job or whatever, and she knew she needed to have that mark. And it's, yeah, yeah, you want to work on having that amount. But my, my point is, is that she was freaking out because she had dipped under the 10,000 mark. And I'm thinking, you know, there's people <laughs> that don't have $10, you know, and, and so it's a matter of perspective. And I think having an attitude of gratitude, a heart of Thanksgiving helps us put things in the right perspective. I, uh, I remember a few times in my life when the Lord, I'll say it this way, made a special provision for me, and I was very, very grateful. Um, and I think it, it marked me in a way that very few things have. When I first started in ministry, I didn't have very much. And ministry has been my life's work, so it's the only point of reference that I have. 
uh, my family had moved to Brighton and we had been in town for about two years and we had moved into a home that we were renting uh, and it was on a service drive of US 23 and it was a nice enough home. We were expecting another child. And uh, in 1981, we had the worst winter. It was just brutal. We had uh, five weekends in a row that we couldn't have church uh, because of um, huge amounts of snowfall. And of course, when you don't have church and there's new church just beginning, you don't get offerings. So when you don't get offerings, you don't pay bills and you, the pastor doesn't get paid. And it was pretty rough. And uh, I remember this one, uh, this one morning about uh, two or three in the morning, I woke up and I, something was burning in my nose, a smell of something burning in my nose. And, and I, I, what is that? And I lay there and I realized I was shivering and our oil furnace had, had gone out and I, uh, didn't realize that it had run out of oil because the gauge had broken. And so um, I was out of oil, out of fuel oil. It's two in the morning. Uh, it was uh, 25 degrees below zero. Hmm. And the wind chill was colder than that. And th that's my memory. It may not have been exactly that cold, but I mean, it was to the skin. It felt like that. Uh, I had a car that was on its last leg and actually had a hole in the floor. Fred Flintstone. I'm telling you. And uh, I started, the, I barely got the car started. I mean, I cranked that sucker. It popped up. It popped up. I, it started. I was so grateful. And then it died. And so the state police were going up and down US 23, trying to get people off the freeway if anyone was stranded because of the snowfall and the cold. And I had uh, a few containers in my shed and I was just going to go down to the all night gas station and have some fuel oil put in it and put in my tank so that we could get started. And so um, I just hung my head and I prayed. And I, I, we lived on a service drive. I looked up at the freeway and on the opposite side of the freeway, going the other direction, I saw a state policeman stopping behind a car that was abandoned on the side of the road. And I stepped out of my car uh, and waved my arms and shouted. And he drove and he got off the exit and he came over to my place and pulled in the driveway and he said, what's the problem? And I explained, I said, my furnace ran out of fuel oil. My car won't start. I just need to go down and get some fuel oil. And he said, let me help you, sir. So we got our containers, put them in the back of his car, drove down to the gas station, filled them up, put them in the tank, and, uh, and we had fuel oil and we had heat for the rest of the night. That may not seem like a lot, but when you have a newborn baby laying in a crib and a five-year-old in the next room and you have absolutely no heat, I think it's one of the reasons why I went into ministry in the cast corridor, because I realized I wanted to reach back out to people who had literally nothing. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot to be thankful for. I mean, there's a lot, a lot more than we can even imagine to be thankful for, because most of us haven't been put in the situation to need to examine what we're thankful for in that regard. Some of us have, but. Anyway, that's my story.
And you're sticking to it. I am. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, it, it's not till you go through something, and and you know where you know that you you you're thankful that you've experienced that. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm thankful for this perspective that I've heard before. Is you know, some people complain because they have to pay a bill, and other people look at it to be thankful that they had the money to pay the bill. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just about changing perspective. And, and uh, again, being thankful for something uh, can, can go deep. Um, I, we had a, a, a podcast on Thanksgiving here around this time last year uh, with David Feldman. And uh, so check that out. But he brought some powerful perspectives on on being thankful and uh, thinking about every at just just sit back for a minute and think about every aspect of your day and think about the moments that you had something that you didn't have to do without. For instance, uh, oil in your furnace, uh, gas in your car, um, you know, uh, that you were able to uh, miss the the traffic and rush hour. And, uh, <clears throat> and by the way, why is, why is it called rush hour when it's the slowest time of the day? Yeah, that's a good question. Good point. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the point is, is, is being thankful that when you go to the refrigerator, there's, there's milk in there. Um, you know, and those things we just take for granted, even when you walk into a room, you flip on a light and you just, you just expect the light bulb to come on. And, and so there's even the littlest things that we have to be thankful for. Well, you know, there are two yeah. uh, different kinds of Thanksgiving, I mm -hmm. believe. Yeah. One is when we're thankful for uh, a, a momentary situation, you know, running out of gas, running out of fuel oil, running out of money, running out of milk. You need something, you desperately need it, and somebody's there for you. Or, or maybe... You know, it's it's all very relative, quite honestly. Uh, maybe you have all of those things, but, you know, you really need a third car for your third teenager, you know, and you're praying and you're wanting it and it comes through. You've got plenty of cars, but it's still a real need to you. But it's Thanksgiving in that moment. Uh, then there's another kind of Thanksgiving that I think you and I talk about, and that is um, maintaining, uh, cultivating uh a mentality of thanksgiving that carries us through all year long it's not that any of us have a handle on it and we're not constantly thankful we want to be thankful but it, it's a great life discipline mm -hmm. uh, to uh, focus our our intention toward being a thankful person in all things uh, not just in the good time bad times but the good times all you know when our needs have just been met when they need to be met Thanksgiving costs us nothing. It is completely free. It's just mm -hmm. a change of attitude. And it reaps amazing dividends. Absolutely. Uh, with that being said, you know, I just remember, uh, you know, I had someone at the real estate office assist me, uh, the secretary there actually assisted me in, in 
preparing some paperwork for an open house we were getting ready to do. And, and she was just really needing to get out the door. She had to take her daughter someplace. And, uh, but she took a little extra time for me. And, and I just was able to share with her how, how thankful I was for her and, and thanked her for her time. And I think even if we transition for a second into, into marriage, and, and we, we look at the, the, the different things that our, our spouses do for each other. And that we just take the time to thank them, to show our appreciation to them for what they're doing and have done for us. And, uh, you know, maybe my job is taking out the garbage, but just a simple, hey, you know, thanks for taking out the garbage. You know, um, those things go a long way to show appreciation. And I think we miss it a lot with those even around us that we work with. Um, those that we minister with, uh, just a simple thanks can go a long way to let somebody know that what they're doing is making a difference in the lives of others. What's That's your thought on that? And well, you know, we have a lot of thoughts of gratitude and gratefulness. Uh, you know, we see somebody who does a nice thing for us and our mind goes to that spot. Well, I really appreciate that. It's that decision to put it into words. Hmm. And to say, hey, listen, I just wanted to thank you. What it does, here's a unique thing that speaking thankfulness does that nothing else does, is it brings instant humility. When you decide to express thanksgiving, you instantly are saying you've done something for me that I couldn't do for myself, wouldn't do for myself, or just didn't have time to do for myself. You're, you're humbling yourself. And that is a wonderful posture in life to say, I need other people, and then to express our appreciation for them. There's really no other way to have sincere humility than to be thankful and to express it verbally to other people and to mean it sincerely. That's good. And, and you know, we, we could talk all day about um, this uh, having an attitude of gratitude and and uh, you know for for you and I I think it's very safe to say that we both um, owe a lot of our gratitude to God sure um, because we believe that he is the creator of all things and and even if um, it wasn't necessarily him uh, that worked in a situation for our good, we're still acknowledging him for that because um, in him, all things move and work together. Right. And, and, and so uh, always having a thanks, a thankful heart uh, with him, uh, you know, for, for saving us when we, when we walked into a boardroom or a, um, I, hey, I'm going to tell on myself. So I was officiating a, a wedding uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I came to the portion of uh, taking communion with the bride and groom and discovered I didn't have the communion elements. Ah. <laughs> I was going, oh, no. I mean, I should have had that prepared and I forgot all about it. And thankfully, I leaned over. My sister happened to be, Sister Stephanie happened to be out in the audience. And I leaned over and said, uh, hey, sis, can you help me out? And thankfully, she knew what that meant. 
And uh, she went to work for me, finding the elements and uh, snuck them up on stage for me. Meanwhile, I just kept flowing in the direction I was going, anticipating that she was going to show up at the right time to bring the communion in. The and, old siblings covering yeah, one another. Yeah. I got and it. You know. Trust me, I thanked her over and over again because uh, she really you know saved me. Over now too, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, but it's it's those moments, right, where uh, God saves our skin, you know, and and um, just having people at the right place at the right time. I mean, I, I think there's a lot to that, but it's just living in an attitude uh, of thanksgiving all the time because you know we do a lot of complaining mm -hmm. uh, as a as a culture, uh, as a people, human race, even. Um, but to realign ourselves to catch ourselves when we start complaining and say, wait a minute, you know, I'm thankful that I have a, a house, I have heat, I have, um, you know, a, a place to lay my head tonight, you know, and, um, and, and just being thankful for the things that we already have and, and, and enjoying those things, um, you know, your car, uh, may not have been the best car, but it did get you from point A to point B most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Uh, I was really grateful for the police car that night, though. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and that's that's something to definitely be grateful for. Um, but yeah, so it's just things like that. And I and I think that in those moments, Ken, when when you are just desperate, and when somebody sweeps in or yeah, yeah, sweeps in and, and saves the day, I think you feel a, a higher sense of gratitude in that moment for that person than you would have if it was just an average day. Sure. Uh, but because all of the everything was against you in that moment, in that story you told, it was right. cold, the oil was out, the car wasn't running, I mean, every the ceiling was falling, right? The sky was falling, right? <laughs> yeah, um, everything was going against me, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think that um, in that moment with that policeman stopping to help you, that there maybe have been a higher sense of gratitude in that moment because so much more was uh, provided for you to to in that moment. Yeah, which of course put it in perspective. The next time I was stopped by a policeman and given a ticket, I, I had to be grateful that he was there on all occasions. <laughs> it's like he's he's got to earn a wage, so this is how he does it. So he's, yeah. I'm paying him back right now. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a very enlightening uh, show, and and Tom, I think you've done a great job in framing in what Thanksgiving is, both as an act in a moment and also as a lifestyle of Thanksgiving. And I'm sure our listeners and our uh, viewing audience uh, also have many stories that you could tell. In fact, why don't you, if you could think of it, why don't you send us a little story? Tell us something that has happened to you that you're thankful for. And uh, perhaps in our next podcast, we can refer to it. And uh, Tom, why don't you give us that email address? Sure. They can send it to Tom at realleadershipcompany.com. That's Tom at realleadershipcompany.com. All right. And, and, and again, that story, I think we'll really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Share that story with us. Uh, and, and Ken, as we're wrapping up, uh, 
tell us what events did you have coming up or uh, that new CD that we had talked about oh, in a yeah, couple of podcasts ago. I appreciate it. My new CD is called Legacy Songs from My Family, uh, 13 songs that I wrote for my wife, my daughters, and my 10 grandchildren. And uh, it's been a riot. How can people get in touch with you and stay uh, updated with your information? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, you can go to my website. There's a contact form there. That's at uh, kenshelltonmusic.com. K-E-N-S-H-E-L-T-O-N music.com. And you can email me at uh, kenshelltoninfo at gmail.com. And I'll get right back with you. Awesome. Anything else? Nope, that's all I've got to offer. I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of uh, the fall and a wonderful November coming up. And uh, let's just pray that the Detroit Lions win on Thanksgiving Day this year. <laughs> uh, you are definitely a man of faith. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just going to quit watching after the first half. That's, uh, that's when they score all their points. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love it how they managed how they managed to find uh, six legged turkeys. Uh, <laughs> it's always yeah, it's a mystery, isn't it? Yes. Although it I think I I figured it out because we had a turkey last year that only had uh, three legs. So I you know they just take a leg off of random turkeys and add them on there. <laughs> <laughs> now, folks, now you know the benefit of a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> The banter, the banter, the banter. Well, this concludes this portion of this podcast. And again, uh, if you're interested in, in leadership, development, coaching, uh, anything of that kind, uh, motivational speaking. In fact, either one of us you can bring in uh, for motivational speaking. Um, and uh, you can certainly reach out to me at Tom at realleadershipcompany.com about that or check out the website at realleadershipcompany.com. And, uh, and then also I'm a realtor. And if you're looking to buy or sell, uh, you can contact me at Tom Ray Realtor uh, at gmail.com. Tom Ray Realtor at gmail.com. I'm uh, with the Linda Ray team of Real Estate One and uh, can certainly help you in your home shopping or selling needs. Um, Ken, if there's not anything else. No, that's all I have to offer. It's been a great time today and it's fun to be with you, Tom, in these sessions. All right. Again, be looking for some great shows coming up. We have some interviews coming up in the future. So uh, stay tuned to this podcast and please do us a favor and subscribe and share this with other people. Uh, we definitely want to get the word out so that others can hear what you've been fortunate to hear. Uh, again, thank you for joining us today on Life, Love and Leadership.